Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. It's Friday, the 17th of July. I am Ross Chelly. That man there is Jack Gill. I think he's, think he's, think he's that way. I've got it wrong. I've got it right. Uh, we're here to give you your latest fix of Liverpool news. Um, starting with a bit of football news, Jack, and it's breaking for about half an hour ago, probably, um, is that there's plans to let fans back into stadiums. Uh, I've taken this from the mail, so I do apologise. Uh, but the green light for fans to return stadiums has been given by the Prime Minister, which could let spectators back in from October with test events, including cricket, starting in just nine days' time. Um, so subject series of successful tests is... A series of successful test events from later this month, uh, good county championship cricket, horse racing, snooker among pilot events. Uh, obviously, been in lockdown with no fans since March. Uh, but I suppose it's just a positive sign, Jack. And obviously, we can't take this for for, for gospel because things might change very quickly, and we, and we noticed that in the past couple of months. But it's something to kind of cling hope to. You know, we know we all know football hasn't been the same. We all miss it. You know, it's watched it from. From the TV, where it's whether you got the noise on or you haven't got it on, you know, just the actual whether you call it a product or whether you're just a fan of football, the whole thing is just hasn't been the same. So if we can get people back in as, as as quickly as possible, as safely as possible, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's it's slowly it's it's about slowly getting back to normality, isn't it? And and that's what we've done recently with opening pubs and, and stuff like that. So it's a good sign for football as well. I, I think there was something the other day about the five substitutions still being allowed going into next season and, and the drinks break as well. Things that I'm not really a fan of. Um, but we what we definitely need is is fans back at, at football because as, as we've said throughout this football isn't the same without fans it, it, it's gone from being nothing without fans to not the same really we, we'd much rather all have football as, as it is um, at the moment than than without it but you know what we all want really is is, is fans back at the football and I, I don't think it'll be normality straight away uh, we, we spoke before going on air about how it'll probably be hospitality and, and boxes and, and things like that first and, and getting attendances back up to, to full capacity eventually um, but no matter what the the um, the announcer at the Etihad will probably still say that they have 52,000 at the game Oh I'm going to even sat on that joke chat fucking hell um, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a great point about the hospitality stuff but it's also a very dangerous game isn't it because you know you've got to have you know Football's a working class game, isn't it? You know, yeah. foot, you know, there's the argument that clubs might do that that suggests because they make so much money off it and they start getting money coming back in, which will lead to 
for, for transfers and the safety of people's jobs and stuff like that. But also, like, if you're a match going fan and you, you still contribute, you know, a lot of your money, like your wages, like, you know, it's not just a, a ticket that you, you pay for for a lot of people. You know, it's it's the environment around that, the pubs, you know, the, the food and stuff like that. So there's a lot of money that, you, you know, these people put into clubs. So they, they've, got to, they've got to be careful, you know, if it does go through, how they go about it. I, I think the interesting thing as well is that, um, they, they said in the announcement that it's all down to local authorities and, and things like the Premier League will make the decision itself. So it'll be up to the clubs probably. And, and it all depends on, so we saw Leicester in a local lockdown a few weeks ago. It would be like certain games will be allowed more capacity than others maybe due to the situations in the city with with um, the coronavirus and the R-rate at that period of time. So it's it's a very interesting period, but um, it's, it's good to know that we're going to have some sort of fans in, in stadiums sooner rather than later. Hopefully. Uh, let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Tom's going to pick some of them out and I'll read some of the very best at the end. Uh, so do good work on that. Uh, moving on to the story that you're all here for. I'm, one, I'm quite sick of, frankly, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Um, there was a tweet last night from Christian Fo- I thought it was this morning at 7 past 7, um, who's from Build. He said, our story, Jürgen Klopp has informed the board uh, of Liverpool Football Club that he wants Thiago for the upcoming season. Uh there's some other elements to this, Jack, and it's it's quickly developed. So Thiago agrees personal terms uh, with Liverpool after Jurgen Klopp approved the transfer. That is coming from uh, I think it's 13. It's from the Metro. Um, so he's moved from Bayern Munich, according to reports in Germany. So it was of course Sport Build who who did break some of the, the team of Werner stuff to Liverpool initially, and I think he did the same with the team of Werner stuff to Chelsea. But it's one a report that just won't go away. Um, and we were talking before off air of whether this might appease some of the people that have complained over the past couple of weeks about performances and, and individual performances on that basis and Liverpool kind of moving forward and not standing still. We know things are different and maybe that if there's some some positivity towards fans getting back in stadiums in October, clubs can then make plans to kind of spend that money, which they were kind of, you know, hesitant to spend in the first place. Yeah, Klopp said in that much-awaited 10.30 announcement the other day, didn't he, that um, it was all dependent on, on the club not knowing at this point in time. And, and he, it was very much the fact that Liverpool won't do transfers at this current point as we don't know what's going on. Um, and maybe if, if we're aware that there are fans available to come back in in October and the club is able to still get money in through, through that, um, then it opens up to, to be able to make one or two signings. And it, it seems that Klopp wants Thiago, if, if you believe these sorts of reports. Reports. Um, it's interesting, I've said throughout this, he doesn't really seem like a Klopp transfer. However, Klopp has spoke highly on, on him before. You've got um, Wijnaldum, will he stay, will he be leaving? We, we don't know what's happening there. And Personally, I think it is all dependent on that. I, I think if we do get Thiago, it will mean that, that Wijnaldum's on the way out. And I'm not really sure how I feel about that personally. No, I'll be quite sad about that. And you know, I said before, he's come under a lot of criticism in the past couple of weeks. But maybe you know, and they, and you made a good point of like he's not a flashy player. The stuff on Thiago, like he's not a Klopp signing. I I agree with that. But sometimes I, don't, I think you have to be quite flexible in the market. You know, and his injury record and his age and stuff like that comes into account. But you know, you see some of the stuff that he's capable of doing. Which you know, if he's a deeper line player in the field, then it frees Henderson up to move further forward. So we'll wait and see. But. Also today, uh, Manchester United close to agreeing Thiago Alcantara transfer and more transfer rumours. This is from Manchester Evening News, Jack. So uh, Manchester United reportedly close to signing Bayern Munich midfielder Thiago Alcantara. Uh, Solskjaer is hoping to build his team's potential this summer and turn him to Premier League title contenders, blah, blah, blah. Um, obviously, Jude Bellingham went to um, Dortmund the other day as well, so they probably turned their attentions. But this is via Sports Witness. Um, so this is a number of things for me, Jack. This is either um, load of nonsense. This is... 
possibly the Manchester Evening News just wanting to stir the pot, or maybe it's Bayern Munich or the and or the agent of Thiago Alcantara just want to kind of hurry this along by going, oh, we'll just just leak another story and we'll you know either, either push his price up because I think there's some debate apparently reports are saying you know I think Bayern want 35 or 30 million, Liverpool want want to pay 22 to million pounds. So it's you know it's. <laughs> It's just a coincidence this has come out on, on, on the same day um, and also clicks. Yeah, it, it seems... Which, which, which we've done. He seems more a, a Man United sort of signing, but I, I'd absolutely live him at Liverpool and I hope it's not the case that he, he goes to Man United. But we, we saw something similar with Fabinho, didn't we, when everyone seemed certain that he was going United and then he ended up being a Liverpool player and it, it slips under the radar. So I'm not really sure what's going on there personally, um, but hopefully... He becomes a Liverpool player. I wouldn't like him to, to join United. He's a player that, you know, I, I think I could, I would be fine if we don't sign him, but I'd hate it if he joined a rival club. Yeah, yeah. It's hardly a tough decision, though, is it? Like, you know, Jurgen Klopp or, or Solskjaer. And to be fair to Manchester United, this is really painful to say, but obviously the form of recent weeks has, has been pretty good. So, like you said, it strengthens them. If anything, you know, I, I don't think they're going to be title contenders for a couple of years, but, like, you know, he, he does improve them, he does go. Um, moving on, Emma Sanders tweeted this yesterday. Jack, I think this is, is, is some good news, particularly for the likes of... Um, Amy and Laurie, who look after the women's podcast, um, he said, with just a year left on women's three-year deal at Prenton Park, the club are looking at options for training facilities. BBC Sports understands the new £50 million Kirby training ground is among these options. And this has been a, a debate which has rumbled on for the past couple of months of the inclusion of the women's side in, in, in the training ground. Will he won't be? And we've seen with the tramway stuff they had trouble with. They've had loads of games postponed or called off because the state of the pitch wasn't great. You know, they have, And they've had to go to Chester and all sorts of places. You know, if... if it's one club, isn't it? Like if they're investing money in it, you know it should should be inclusive of all people. I know there's people who don't don't agree with that, whatever. But I, you know, I, I think there should be. It's not like they're, they're mixing with the men's on on the same pitch, or whatever. You know, they're not they're not stepping on each other's toes. You know what I mean? It's, you should welcome everyone. It's 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 2020, and it's a, it's about time they're included. I think the club needs to take some responsibility for the women's team after after last season. What what happened with them last season was was a joke, to be honest with you, with how they ended up at, at Tranmere and the whole pitch situation at Tranmere. That wasn't just this season that they've struggled with that. It's it's been known for a couple of ye- the years that 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 pitch isn't really good enough to have more than Tranmere play on it. So I, I think the club left left them in in the dark a bit this season and we know they struggled on the pitch but at times they couldn't get on the pitch and they couldn't get in the flow of of playing football regularly because the pitch wasn't good enough Um, and at times it wasn't just Liverpool that noticed the pitch wasn't good enough other clubs spoke about it too so I think it's about time that we we included them more and I I think a new facility is the perfect venue for for the women's team to play and hopefully that that can be sorted. Yeah, but hopefully it goes through because it's only around the corner from me, so they want to pop around for a brew or the men's team or Jürgen, you know, just just let me know and I'll, I'll, I'll pop the kettle on. Uh, we'll, we'll be fine. Um, other news. Uh, this came yesterday from The Athletic. Um, talking about the left-back position, it turns out Yasser Larucci, Jack, um, doesn't want to sign a new contract. And I've lost it where it is in this article. Basically, he says, like, you know, he wants to go play first-team football. Uh, he's not had much of a look at Liverpool. I think he played a couple of pre-season games. Was it the sporting listening game where someone basically just tried to kick his leg off uh, and he got injured? I think he might, he might have played um, some of the cup games earlier on the season as well. So, And that's been one of the spots where Liverpool have been concerned about. He's been one of the names that's been mentioned. I think him with Adam Lewis, who signed a new contract later on this week as well, uh, as did Jake Kane today, this morning, I think, yeah. as well, didn't he? Um, so have you seen enough of Yasser Larucci that would warrant a, a, an argument to say that he should be in and around the first team? Um, obviously, we saw Nico Williams play left-back. I think it was Aston Villa the other week. Um, 
you know, so obviously he's ahead of the pecking order. He's going to run the first team a lot more. We haven't actually seen Yasser Larucci in just in a couple of spots, as I mentioned before. Um, it, it's an interesting one with Larucci because um, there's no doubt in his, his talent. He's a very talented player. He, he's got a lot of pace. But personally, I don't see him as a left-back. He wasn't good enough defensively. And even in the under-23s, he, he was played in, in the nine position a lot this season. And he wasn't a, a first-choice winger for them. But he wasn't a first-choice left-back for, for the under-23s either. And he, he was more a utility sort of player where you could play him anywhere and, and he'd be happy playing anywhere. But he looked like he was going to make his breakthrough at left-back for Liverpool. That seemed the only position where um, he'd, he'd make his breakthrough for LFC. But I think... Klopp prefers Adam Lewis and, and personally I prefer Adam Lewis because I think he's a more well-rounded left-back um, and if anyone's going to be an understudy to, to Robbo for, from the youth side personally I'd rather it be him or, or Tony Gallagher so you know I, I think it's the right time for Larucci to come on um, to, to move on sorry and I think it's it's the, the best thing for him to, to find first-team football elsewhere and the, the best thing for his career. Um, I, I saw Brentford being touted as a, a team that would be after him and I think he would make a fantastic signing for them. I'm just quickly on the lads as well. I mentioned Jake Kane, Adam Lewis, and I'm sure there was one other this week. got to forgive me because busy. Um, but it's encouraging to handle Liverpool getting these players on long-term contracts, whether that's for them to stay at the club or protect their value or to put them out on loan, but they're doing things in the right way. I mean, it's encouraging to keep that group together. Yeah, the the youth market may be more than imp- more important than ever with with the current coronavirus situation and, and what's been brilliant to see over the last few years is our academy is working really really well and we've got some really fantastic young players that it's important to make sure we've got them on on good deals because young players want to play regular first team football. Jaden Sancho was was one of the first players to to change things in in English football and how young players look at things and that is that moving abroad or or moving lower down the football pyramid uh, is good for young players. In in, um, past years we've seen that players like to stay at clubs in England for as long as possible especially when they're at top clubs but now clubs are realising that getting first team football is is very important and, and we see that from players like LaRucci but talents like Jake Kane, it's important to tie down to long-term contracts and make sure they stay with us. We've seen in the past with with young players like, let's talk about Bobby Duncan, where we were able to steal him off Man City and then he has a brilliant season with Liverpool before moving on to Fiorentina, stuff like that, where it's easy to pick up uh, off off other clubs. The same with Dom Solanke, where we got him from Chelsea on the cheap, of course, and then made big money from him going to Bournemouth. So it's important to get these young players tied down on on, on long deals and and Jay Kane is another one that I I believe will be a a very good player for for us in, in the future. It's much you mentioned Bobby Duncan. I literally forgotten about him because I haven't seen him anywhere since he left. Um, last last story before I get some serious comments. Um, it's not really a story. Uh, Liverpool Football Club show off the cop ahead of our uh, Premier League trophy lift at Anfield. Uh, if you've been on social media or YouTube over the past couple of days, you wouldn't think that Liverpool were lifting a Premier League trophy on Wednesday, but they are. Um, so they donned it up. We've put loads of flags. Uh, they took loads of seats out, which I saw a couple of people on Twitter saying, put my seat back, uh, which I thought was quite funny. Um, but it's just going to be... It's going to be a shame because there's going to be no fans there, Jack, but like you've still got to take that moment. You've still got to enjoy it and the fact that you know it's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be something that we're all going to remember for the rest of our lives. Um, Jordan Henson might be injured, but you know he's either going to be in full kit or full tracky doing the shuffle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's one of those things I've, I've been asked. I did an article with This Is Anfield the other day and they asked, is it a... Is, is it something that, you know, is it, does it feel like an anti-climax now that we've won the league and we've had 
a couple of results like this. But personally, I, I don't think it is at all. And it's about, yes, it's a shame that there's no fans in the stadium, but it's about finding something that's equally as good and, and celebrating in our, our own unique style. And, and, you know, we've we've been brilliant throughout this whole coronavirus stuff with bringing unique things like those Zoom calls and, and, and stuff like that. And, and I'm sure that it'll be a fantastic spectacle and it'll be a brilliant week for the city. And uh, nonetheless, despite the fact that there's no fans in the stadium, we'll, we'll still find our own way of celebrating. And that is decorating the cop, that is seeing that Hendo shuffle things that will bring us a smile on our faces and the form of late hasn't been great but we've waited for this for 30 years and, and we are definitely going to celebrate it our own way good uh, right to show your comments uh, on the fans returning Stephen Somerville says hopefully the people who are going into the grounds can keep a distance then it's alright hopefully yeah there's plenty of space and whether they do that in you know increments of 10,000 to 15,000 we'll have to wait and see uh, on Thiago Turk job says if Klopp wants him and get him simple yes it's that easy uh, Math XWS says pushing Genie further forward and slotting in Thiago isn't a bad idea he does so well there for the Dutch national team, so it's not a bad shout. However, who would you replace? And that's some of one thing we were talking about before, Jack, wasn't it? You know, if Thiago goes into that deep role as like Cameron, him and Fabinho, Henderson, you can put further forward and you don't have to switch him in that six either. There's lots of competition for places, isn't there? Um, and it'll cost multiple positions. So, like, to have the likes of Kate, the Chamberlain, Jeannie, Hendo, Curtis Jones in there as well, Minamino, we're not kind of sure where his role might be. I, I suspect it'll be a bit further forward. But it's healthy to have that competition. I've, I've said this for ages of like, you know, going the quick turnaround from the rest of the season, having potentially six weeks off and going straight into next season, then plus a summer of international football as well. You've got to manage these players properly. You know, it's all right saying you've got a favourite three or these people you want to play week in, week out. But Klopp has to manage them, not just for fitness, but, you know, fitness, rhythm, confidence, and actually to man manage the people to make sure that they're all happy as well. It's a tough task to ask, but if you've got those, those you know, six, seven midfielders and eight disposal, you know, it certainly cements us at the top of a uh, title challenge again, doesn't it? Yeah, certainly. It gives us multiple different options if we if we bring Thiago in. Payjack will love it because it makes a 4-2-3-1 more likely. Oh, God. Um, and, you know, with, with stuff like that, it, it frees up Henderson and Genie. But, you know, I think we have a, a brilliant um, midfield as it is. We have many different midfield options and people often talk about a, a creative midfield and something like that. But... I think Thiago would, would be a great addition to the squad. Um, I, I just personally feel like the only way we're getting him is if someone like Genie is, is to go out the door, but, but that's just me. Yeah, we'll find out soon because the transfer window opens uh, next couple weeks. Three more comments before we go. Johnny Walker, Kevin De Bruyne is 29. Thiago is world-class, would improve our, de- our squad depth, get him cheap and manage him well. We need squad depth and quality urgently as our bench is weak. On the trophy, Rob D says, great to see that despite no fans, the club are going to give the boys the best trophy celebrations that they can next week. Sounds like it'll be F awesome. I can't say that again because my daughter's in the next room. And Zizi says all the fans will be outside the ground. Yeah, possibly. We, don't, we obviously don't encourage or condone that. But on that point, actually, Jack, um, the game has switched from Sky TV to Pick TV, so it's free for everyone. And I think part of that is to encourage people to stay at home and watch it. Yeah, um, fantastic news that they've, they've done that. I, I think no matter what, there will be some sort of celebrations and, and people will want to go out and celebrate. But, you know, it's all about doing it in, in a safe, uh, in a way as safe as possible, isn't it? And we saw different things about when, when we actually won the league and, and outside Anfield, I think that looked amazing on the night. But things uh, the day after at the Pierhead obviously wasn't on so hopefully everyone that does want to go out and celebrate that's absolutely fine but think of everyone else around you and think about doing it in, in a respectable uh, respectable fashion very much all right thank you well, i think we'll end it there thank you very much for listening and for watching don't forget to like the video subscribe to red Bear news enjoy your weekend and we'll be back on monday Ta-ra. 
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Winning is an everyday mindset, and we're here to help. I'm Craig Robinson. Join me and Coach John Calipari for Ways to Win. We're kicking off during March Madness. Cal's Kentucky Wildcats are in the hunt. So throughout the tournament, I'm going to call up my friend to ask about his wins, losses, and especially what he's telling his players in the locker room. You got to win every day. Find the Ways to Win podcast anywhere you listen. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Acast.com.